All right, welcome in. Latest episode of that SEC podcast brought to you by Twisted Tea and my bookie. I am SEC Mike, waiting on Cousin Shane. No telling how long he'll be. (laughs) Cousin Shane is actually sick, but he has vowed to be here. We'll see if he actually comes through with that. We have got a good show lined up. Oh, here he is. Adding him here. Let's see. Hello, buddy. You are live. Can you hey. can you can you hear us? Can you see us? I can see you. I, I don't know if you can hear me here. Yeah, you sound lovely, buddy. Can you can you hear this? Oh, even better. Way better. Okay. <laughs> I was lying before about you sounding good. <laughs> oh, I think you unmute you uh, muted yourself once again. We're we're off to a good start here, but. Um, how about while you're doing that, we wanted to do real quick playoff reactions. No, no change at the top here. Georgia stays number two. Ohio State's number one for some damn reason. Uh, I guess they don't actually watch football games. Uh, Texas stays at seven. Alabama stays at eight. No change with either of those. Like I said, off to a roaring start. Ole Miss up a spot. They're number nine. Tennessee up four spots. I know Shane agrees with that. Yeah. All the way up four spots. Tennessee's at 13. Mizzou's at 14. Dropped two spots after beat l- losing to Georgia. What the hell? Why are we dropping Mizzou? Oklahoma, 17. And LSU, 19. Dropped five spots. How about it, buddy? Oh, man. Well, like I said, this it doesn't really matter this early in November. But, I mean, we like talking about it. It gives us something to talk about. You know, let's put the Ohio States in there. Let's put the Washingtons in there. Let's let's make it sexy for a little bit. But then when it comes down to it, I saw a, a list earlier, and it was like a projected 12-team college football playoff. And all that mattered is I saw Georgia on one side. I saw Alabama on the other. It doesn't matter what other teams they throw in the mix. We know who will be there at the last game. <laughs> you see what Justin says? Cousin Shane needs to walk a mile for every minute. He's late to the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're, I, I, I'm, I'm in the COVID bubble right now, you know? So I'm like, I feel like Hugh Freeze up in the stands, you know, in my hospital bed. <laughs> uh, so now a little under the weather here. It just felt like, you know, we couldn't let the golden voice get sick, you know? So I tried to stay away from him there. Yeah, well, I think you 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 know I don't want to trouble you too much, but I think you had your mic on. Now you got it off because it sounds like it's off again. But I'm I'm doing my cousin Shane impression right here with, a, with one of your beers. Hmm. Yeah, that tastes that tastes like a playoff beer to me. Well, I, what kind of outfit we? Oh, there you go. Here, that's Mike. that's beautiful. Whatever yeah. you just did there. Yeah, I had to get my IT glasses on here. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Whatever happened to the good old days, Mike? We just called each other on the phone, you know? <laughs> With the train coming by. Oh, no. you know <laughs> I know, man. Jeez. I just want to talk football, man. We got a wild weekend coming up, brother. It was awesome listening to all the coach clips you sent me earlier, getting you fired up. We got a couple. I noticed. I don't know if you noticed, Mike, but I still got, I, I'm still sensing a few coaches looking in the rearview mirror. And not what's coming up ahead. You you pick up that this week? Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, we got a ton of coach comments. Shane said, "Take it easy on me. I, I need you. To, let's load up on the coach. I I love the coach comments, Shane. I, just, I do too. Sometimes I don't have time to get to them, but today, I, I since you're at home, I put in that extra effort just for you, buddy. So thank you. Uh, let's get into it, man. Georgia 
that's the big game, of course. Again, number number two in the playoff rankings, if you missed it. Hosting number nine in the so same well, Ole Miss is up a spot, but top ten showdown in Athens, Shane. Just cannot wait for this matchup. And this this is the one I've been looking forward to, Shane. People are saying, Well, you said Georgia was gonna lose a game. <laughs> This is the one I kind of have circled that I think is most likely for Georgia to lose in the regular season. But then the SEC decided to make this a night game, and I, I may have to backtrack at. But I, I still think Ole Miss, with their balance, with their tempo, and Judkins running harder than he's ran all season, I think this is a game to watch as uh, the one that is most likely for Georgia to lose. What's your thoughts on that? Well, we talked about this at the start of the season, a couple of trap games we're looking at, and this was always the one that kind of stood out to me with Georgia. Um, but, again, coming off a of Mizzou game, I, I think that was that was kind of a help, in my opinion. You know, it would have. I, I think it would have been better for Ole Miss not only to get this at 330, but potentially maybe Missouri not being as good as, as, as they're playing right now because they got a hell of a start this week, and, and uh, it's, it's shaping up to be – I, I'm I'm looking at the best matchup on Georgia's schedule, and I know we got Tennessee right around the corner, but you know, top to bottom, I I, I think Ole Miss is going to provide a few more problems than uh, than a balanced Tennessee. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the difference right there. So uh, let's get into it, Shane, with some of these coach comments. Oh, Kirby, you know their star All American linebacker uh, Dumas Johnson, he got hurt tackling Brady Cook last mm-hmm. week. And I, I thought it was reported he's out for the season, but hell, he may even play this weekend. So let, let's kick it over to Kirby real quick. If there was any further update on Jamon and his injury and with his expected absence, if y'all were anticipating having Xavier Sori back this week? Um, yeah, I was expecting to have uh, Sori back as well as Raylan, CJ, uh, Smile, um, Jalen, Terrell, uh, all those guys will be competing for those spots. As far as uh, Pop, still not sure how long it'll be, how long his absence will be. He's going to try to f- find some innovative ways to, to get back and, and be able to play, but won't know the extent of that until a couple more days. But um, really excited to see those other guys get opportunities. we got other guys that have played, and thank goodness at linebacker, we, we, we use that as a normal rotating position. We have guys that roll, roll in and play. We've averaged playing four guys at that position each and every game. Shane, another um, positive to playing these coach clips. Yeah, gives me time to drink uh, another beer. So, <laughs> man, we gotta do this more often. You know what? <laughs> oh man, I blew my nose. So, <laughs> uh, no, this is it, this is good, and uh, you know that's that's one thing that I don't think enough people are talking about. You know, is is start of the season. George has been banged up, and they are starting to get a little bit more healthy here. Now, obviously, we got Brock out. Uh, we got one of the best defensive players in the league out. You know, there are a few key pieces, but you know that's a deep team and. Some of that depth is starting to get healthy. Yeah, and but let me ask you this because we'll get to uh, Kiffin here in just a second, Shane. But um, with the tempo, that that's critical. That's why Tennessee has been good under Josh Heupel. I think that's a big reason why Lane Kiffin's had so much success. And and yeah, people give him hell for uh, not winning a big game, so to speak. But yeah, he doesn't have Georgia players. He doesn't have Alabama players. So maybe we're, we're a little too harsh because I I think Kiffin is. I'm, I'm just. I can't remember this stat exactly, Shane, but I think he's like he's eighteen and eighteen and two or something. His last, yeah, I, I don't know what it because uh, he had last season was a was an epic disaster, so that ain't right. But whatever the, the record is, it, it's damn impressive, Shane. It's top five in the SEC the last couple of years. So 
clearly they have something going. And I think, you know, the West is probably gone for them. Yeah. And the East is, is almost assuredly locked up for Georgia. Now, now, they still have to win at least one more game. But mm-hmm. is there something to be said for a team that they – nobody, nobody, not even diehard Ole Miss fans, they're, they're confident, I get it, but they're not going to outright guarantee that they're going to win in Sanford Stadium at night. You know, all the, the crowds are going to be wild, top team in the country. I don't care what the playoff committee says. Is there anything to be said for a team that's going into a game with nothing to lose, everybody's going to be picking you to to drop it, and you know maybe that you know they they've not been able to get over the these Alabama humps, but maybe they can win a game here where no one's expecting them to win. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I, I I think this is their championship, man. This is their SEC championship. Uh, not to steal anything from S- South Carolina, but this is their Super Bowl. You know, I, this is a big game for Ole Miss and, and a feather in Lane Kiffin's cap. And you know, you never know what's going to happen at the end of the season. We had a couple two losses team that were hanging in there, but <laughs> see, I, that's one thing about these lives. I can read these comments now. Usually I don't see them. You know, one of my favorites is like, Shane looks like he's at the firing range, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Oh. The comments are the best part, you know? <laughs> I know, man. I wish I could mute them because I catch myself looking at them. But for the listeners at home, they, they're, they're trolling me here. So, hey, I, I, again, back to what I was saying here. This, this is a big game. And, you know, a lot of teams in this situation coming off you know uh, maybe a disappointment knowing that they're not going to make an sec championship packs it up but i don't know man i i think this georgia game has been vaulted so high that it feels like hey if we were in the college football playoffs this is a team we would have to beat so you never know what happens at the end of the season but if you come out here and beat the georgia bulldogs you know you're a team that's going to keep popping up when they're when they're trying to figure out who that third and fourth team's going to get in Right. So let's kick it over to Kiffin, Shane, on, on this big matchup in Athens, everything that going into that, and uh, just the, the excitement level within that building. We have a gigantic challenge in front of us, um, going to play the number one team in the country and playing them at their place and at night. So I think the last time anyone's beat them there uh, was five years ago before COVID. And, you know, the last head coach that beat in there I can't really call and ask because he's now on their staff so um, there's not a lot of answers out there how to beat these guys at home so a lot of people have tried and so we got to have a really good week of practice Um, you know this is a very challenging combination now of having elite phenomenal players and elite phenomenal coaches combined um, and on the road so there's a trifecta of what's the hardest thing to pull off, and this would be it. So you're saying he's doing, he's doing exactly what I'm doing. He's sitting here setting it up. No one's going to yeah. pick us. No, one's, no one expects <laughs> little old Ole Miss to go into Athens and beat the mighty Bulldogs who haven't lost a game in 10 years, and the one guy they lost to in a regular season, oh, they went and hired him. So <laughs> we can't even ask that man how he did it. You know what I mean? So, of course, that game, if, if, if I recall, I mean, I think Jake Fromm threw – Two picks, one pick six. So yeah, yeah. I mean that that's what it's going to take. It's going to take some some turnovers. It's going to take some defensive scores. It's going to take a shootout. And hell, we've reached the point, Shade, where I, we can't even sit here and say this anymore. But this one of the talking points was, well, can Carson Beck can he win a shootout? Well, he's won about. 
four or five of them. Yeah. You know, we can't even go that anymore. I mean, Georgia's elite on offense just as well as on defense. So I don't know. I don't. I don't see much of a weakness. Can they? Can they win without Brock? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> can they do this? I mean, we keep saying that's what we do. We we pick on the number one, and and you know, there's plenty of uh, of TV shows, you know, sports broadcasters out there that can you know just pet on them Georgia Bulldogs and tell you how good they are. We know how good they are, but you know. We also like that underdog story. You know, I'm watching Sly, you know, thinking about Rocky Balboa going against the the Russian over. That's what we got coming this weekend. So can it happen? I don't know. Probably not. But, you know, there is that little bit that you're like, well, I don't know. Lane Kiffin's done some crazy shit in his life. Yep. Now, Rusty's asking, who was that coach that he's referencing? He's, he's referencing Will Muschamp. That was, yeah. That was the last. Uh, he was obviously coach of South Carolina. Last coach to win in Athens. He wore glasses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just saying. <laughs> and speaking of of uh, someone that may need glasses now, uh, Jane Daniels after that vicious hit he took, here's Lake Kiffin. Shane, he weighed in on it. Of course, he was rooting hard for uh, for LSU. Oh, yeah, he needed he needed LSU to win that game. But maybe that jaded him. Maybe it did. I don't know. We'll, we'll let's kick it over to his comments. You know, I was asked yesterday by you guys about the LSU Alabama hit. I, I don't know how that's not targeting and if it's not I think you got a problem that that's okay and that defensive players watch oh I can do that and I can stay in the game and take the other team's quarterback out that's an issue the questions up top mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got a point he has yeah. got a point doesn't he Absolutely, man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, you're going to hear Saban's other side of your mouth like, I don't know, you know, but it, this, this one is one of those that keeps popping up and popping up. We've all, we've, we've already gave our two cents on this thing, but, yeah. but yeah, I get it because, you know, it's funny because ball fans are in the same boat now. They're, as much as they hate Lake Kiffin, they're rooting for him this weekend. <laughs> yeah, they're his number one fan this weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out, Ryan gave us uh, 10 bucks. Go, dogs. Three. Pete is happening, according to Ryan, and he's probably right. I mean, they're they're getting better and better. You know what? So, uh, yeah, that that's going to be one hell of a game. Can't wait for it. Uh, but Shane, yeah, first time uh, since nineteen seventy nine that we got two top sixteen teams meeting mm-hmm. in Missouri as Missouri and Tennessee going head to head. This is one hell of a game. And uh, before we get to the, the coach comments, I don't know if you've seen this yet because I know you've been. You, you've been um, house ridden, and you've probably been laying around and not pay, not paying attention. Hey, to hey, phone. I've been working out, you know, <laughs> drinking water, being a good boy. <laughs> I'm just hoping my boss is watching because I'm about to. I'm setting up a massive call in here, and he doesn't know it yet. <laughs> but uh, oh, Eli, today, Shane, he says Luther Burden. Yeah, I don't know. He's questionable. I don't know if he's going to play. Are you buying it? Because it, it seems like. I mean, Luther is incredible. I'm not. This is not yeah. calling him out, but it, it seems like he gets hurt every week, and then he's just yeah. Superman, and he gets up. Now, I, I think he's legitimately hurt because yeah. he he made a big play in the Georgia game. He got banged up, and then he was kind of a decoy for the rest of the game. So there, there may be something to it, but uh, I mean, I, I still uh, I find it hard to believe he's not going to suit up against Tennessee. What's your thoughts? 
Well, I think he should probably take it easy because he does look a little banged up and maybe another week off, you know, he'd, he'd be in a lot better shape. So <laughs> I, I just, I'm worried about Luther here. I just think that's what's best. But, uh, Joe, all jokes aside, you're right. He's, he's pulled up a little bit in just about every game this, this year. And, and obviously he's got some nagging injuries going on, but that ankle, you know, that looked pretty rough there in Georgia. So don't be surprised if he's not out there more uh, at, as a decoy. But uh, I just he, – he's got that dog in him, man. I, I just don't see Luther sitting out, especially in a big game like this. This is – there's some emotional stuff going on behind the scenes too. Drink – I mean, these guys don't like each other at all, you know, especially these coaches. Right. And Matt says, uh, after this weekend, Drink will have to change his last name to Heupel if, if Tennessee wins again. I thought that was pretty good. We got some comments here from Steve. Shaney's double or nothing on the broccoli bet. We're, well, we haven't revealed our picks yet, but maybe maybe if there's a, a disagreement, maybe we bring the broccoli back into the battle. You know what? I don't know. That's I was kind of happy that one didn't play through because I was definitely not looking forward to that. Uh, but uh, how about this, Shane? I mean, I didn't realize... Uh, sellout crowd, only yeah. the uh, fourth consecutive sellout. That's the first time since like 1980 or something like that. So let's kick it over yeah. to Drink. He's pretty fired up about it. Yeah. Pac-12 has that been this year, and especially coming into a game against a top 16 team in Tennessee. Yeah, really appreciative of the fans and. I've- Obviously, the support they're showing and and uh, that that kind of, that stat kind of blew my mind because of the success that Coach Pinkle had in 0708 and obviously the the run they went on in, in 12 and 13. So, you know, for us to do something that hadn't been done in 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 40 years is pretty cool. Um, and, and hopefully, it's just the beginning. I mean, that to me is what 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 my hope is is that um, as we've been able to build this thing that that we're just seeing the the um, the harvest, so to speak, that we're going to continue to to reap it and continue to build the brand of Mizzou football and build the case for us being a a really difficult home environment to play in, and and uh, that starts with our students being really loud and and carrying it over. You know, I mean, somebody said, "Why stop now?" I, I would carry on with them, like, "Why stop now?" Let's make sure that Florida game's a sellout too. Night game, ESPN should be fun, beautiful weather. He's calling his shot, Shane. Next game after we whoop Tennessee's ass, let's sell out this one too. I mean, that, yeah. that shot's, shot's fired right there, isn't it? Oh, that place will be rocking. <laughs> I'll I think you uh, disconnected your mic there. But while we're doing that, I got I got some uh, Tennessee stats here. Shane's behind the scenes trying to get it all together, as one would expect as he's sick. But, yeah, he legitimately ripped the court out. I want to show it, but I don't want to embarrass him over here. <laughs> Are you back, sir? Yeah, I think I'm back here. Okay, we got you. I, I can see you behind the scenes fiddling. <laughs> okay. <yeah. laughs> oh. Uh, Slim wants to know what's the pet rock's name there at Mizzou. That's a that's a good one. <laughs> oh, that was my that was my nickname in high school. Just kidding. <laughs> oh God. Hey man, that place it's it's gonna be jumping. And, you know, all jokes aside, I love this. You know, because 
a lot of times growing up, man, 40 years of watching SEC football, there's always been a handful of really good teams and then a handful of shitty teams. And and, and it makes it tough. It's a tough watch. Yeah. I don't want any SEC game to feel like a bye week. You know what I'm saying? We've got enough Vanderbilt. You know, I, I, I think this is the best part is when you've got some of these teams getting closer to the top. You know, it's just every, every Saturday, it's like NFL, man. You just never know who's going to win, who's going to lose. Upsets are going to happen, although we've not really had one this year but i i feel it's got to be we got to have a few this this season right and you make a good point shank because i i'm trying to rack my brain the entire time missouri's been in the svc i know it's a running joke they always say like well we were down and all this and that and the other when they beat someone that that's the excuse and i'm not saying it it should be used as an excuse but the point i'm trying to get to is um i can't recall missouri and tennessee being good at the same time when they're yeah. I mean it's usually one or the other and, and this is the first time that I can recall that both of them have been ranked and you know I, I think it's going to make for one hell of a matchup this weekend I really do no, that's a good point. I mean, when they first got in the league, it was it was some dark days over there in Tennessee. So, it, you know, I, I and again, I thought we were going to beat them then, and and they kind of took off. So, yeah, you're right. I don't remember this being a. I mean, it's it's the CBS game. Whoever right. would have thought of that five years ago? So that that just kind of shows you where the league is. That any given year could be a new team pops up, and then all of a sudden it becomes competitive. And credit Josh Heupel's shape for, for changing the DNA of this team so quickly. The yeah. Balls lead the SEC in rushing. They also lead the SEC in defending the run. That's something uh, Heupel, uh, he's very proud of that. With that, open it up. Coach, after you know the stats from this weekend, you get the number one rushing offense in the league, the number one rushing defense in the league. Can, can you, know, you always talk here, this is a line of scrimmage league. You know, how does, how, what steps have had to, to take place for you guys to be there? Yeah, just the the growth, um, you know, from our program, where we started to to where we are now. Um, It starts with personnel, uh, having good players on the line of scrimmage. Uh, We have guys that have played a lot of football on both sides of the line of scrimmage, too. They have continued to get better. Uh, We've had an influx of of some young guys that are dynamic and and change the way the game's played. Um, And then, you know, with all that being said, you know, you talk about, you know, D linemen and, and offensive linemen. The other position groups uh, have a great effect on that too. Offensively, your tight ends, the growth of our, our running backs, the quarterback being involved in that, um, and then defensively, you look at our linebackers and safeties, how they're uh, they're playing, being able to tie all three uh, levels of the defense and uh, together. Uh, I think that's been a huge part of uh, of the growth of our program uh, since we arrived here, and and uh, we're going to need that here as we continue through this journey this season. Uh, in particular this week, um, you know, you look at Missouri, they're uh, extremely good up front. Running backs dynamic. I think he leads the, the league in rushing. And uh, obviously for us offensively, we've got to maintain balance. They've been really good against the run. Shane, shout out to uh, Danny, one of our top commenters here on the YouTube. He says, no matter who wins we all lose because gary is calling the game i saw that <laughs> that rusty says rusty shackleford says hey gary danielson said it's not another alabama game oh man hey it's just another stadium right just another stadium gary <laughs> that Matt wants to know is steve from east tennessee gonna call into the <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe. I, I, I tell you, this is going to be a good game, and and it's tough. It's tough because I, you know, I, I love Mizzou. It's like 
It's like picking your favorite kid this week. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm going to have to. So I, You have to be torn, right? This has got to be the toughest I am. selection of the season for Cousin Shane. I even tried to call in sick to this pod. You know, you wouldn't let me do it. So, <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, if, I, if I'm not there, I can't pick one. But, no, I, I, it is it is, is going to be a tough one. And, and the reason I like it is because, you know, for Tennessee, this is probably the most balanced team they've faced this season um you know they've played a lot of good games but you know it's a it's gonna be a tough tough opponent and then on the opposite side you know mizzou hasn't quite faced uh, you know this offense since last year so what, what does that look like so there's there's a lot of question marks cir- circling this game and and um yeah that's why the points to keep going back and forth it started out mizzou is favored now tennessee's favored so yeah. it's, it's just going to be like that back and forth now, how about this one, Shane? Kind of interesting matchup here. Alabama on the road at Kentucky. Now, I think everybody and their mother is going to be picking Alabama for, for good reason. But coming off that big win, you're going on the road. And for some reason, the point spread is only like 10. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it would be closer to 20, if, if I'm being honest with you. And uh, a little, little levity here from old Nick Saban. Last time that he was up in Lexington, he wasn't even Alabama's coach, Shane. He was... LSU's coach, yeah. and there was a little play called the Blue Grass Miracle. Uh, what do you remember about the 2002 game when you were at LSU at Kentucky with the Hail Mary? <laughs> uh, look, I remember we didn't play very well. Um, I remember they poured Gatorade on the coach already. Uh, I remember there was about a 30 mile an hour wind. Um, that we had at our back uh, and the guy threw the ball and it just kept going and going and going and their guys misjudged the ball and tipped it and uh, Devery Henderson caught it and ran for a touchdown so um, that's basically what I remember <laughs> <laughs> oh but this is dangerous uh, Saban when Saban's yeah. joking and laughing <laughs> He know he knows he's got a squad. You know what? Yeah, they, they're just trying to make this game personal. You know, he's like, oh shit, you gotta go back twenty years. <laughs> uh, that was a good one, man. That was such a great game. Jefferson Pilot Sports. You know, I called. Uh, I don't know if you ever do this, but I was, or if, if I've ever told you this, but I was on Charter back in the day. I, I, I'm off the spectrum, but I I text him. They got them little message things, and I said, hey, how can I get uh, Jefferson Pilot Sports high def? And they're like, they're looking through it, and they said, we can't find that channel i was like well then i want out of this service that's how i canceled my charter you know i was like if you ain't gonna carry jefferson pilot i don't want no part in it but yeah that was a great game um rest in peace the hefty lefty uh it, it came down the wire and there was a lot of mistakes made at the at the end there including the gatorade bath yeah any chance- fans on the sideline i mean <laughs> no, golly talk about ripping your heart out any chance at all though that alabama big win looking past kentucky's you know, they won last week. I'll give them credit, but they had lost three previous in a mm-hmm. row. Uh, any chance they, they have a letdown? Because it seems like the spread, that maybe that's what people – they're just begging you to bet Alabama. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Alabama just looks better and better every single week. Um, and, and, and naturally, you would think, hey, going to Lexington, you know, th- this fan base, you could – 
pull them all. They they are not afraid of Kentucky. But what they don't realize maybe is that Kentucky is playing better week after week. I think after that Tennessee game, they really took a step forward last week. They didn't have to do too much, which I think is even more scary if you're going against an Alabama team. And they're going to have to pull out all the stops here. There's there's some shit that that Stoops and them have been been hanging back with, playing conservative. You know, we saw a little bit of that with Georgia, but you, you can't do that. That's the proof. You yeah. know, if you if you try to just play keep away. Well, a couple of good scoring drives, then Alabama's going to run away with this thing. So, yeah, I, I, this this could be a tricky game. You called it Nashville. This could be a, a big upset. So, are you still you still hanging on to that? You still? Nope. I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say this, Shad. You recall the last noon SEC game Kentucky had at home? The last noon, and I'll, I'll give you a hint. Remember, Stoops came out and said. Get out there and pound them beers early, or, or something like that. Was it Florida? Yeah, hell yeah, yeah. yeah. They ran wild on them. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A little bit different team, but uh, big upset, coming, huh? Huh? Clip no. that one. Put it in Saban's locker room. <laughs> well, speaking of Saban, you want to play this too? His thoughts on Dallas Turner? Oh yeah, no, nothing, nothing wrong with that hit. Watch what he says at the very end. <laughs> he uses a key word here. What was your perspective on Dallas's roughing call and just what the technical coaching point would be there? Uh, look, I don't, I don't know if there is a technical coaching point. You know, you always tell players you want them to see what they hit. Uh, you know, he hit the guy here and then he hit him sort of in the chin. So it wasn't like a direct hit or an intentional hit to the head. Um, it was a really good hit, but um, unfortunately, you know, his helmet did slide up and hit the guy, so it, 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 it's, a, it's a foul. If you hit the quarterback in the head, it's just going to get called all the time. And um, we just want to have him keep his eyes up and see what he hits and hopefully target down a little bit so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> he even used the word target. Oh, geez. I love it. I love it. Because it popped up. Uh, I think it was Barstool Bama was talking about it, you know, about the mm-hmm. Bryce hit last year uh, in Tennessee. And, you know, and then you just go through them all. There's a lot of bad calls that that, that, that refs clearly miss. But yeah. right now you're on the receiving end of that one. I, my, probably my favorite thing, though, Shane, is like uh, I listen to my guy, like Chris Marler. He's like, oh, you people bitching about refs. By God, they did it all last year. Yeah. When they, you know, everybody yeah. does it. Everybody so I, does I'm, it. I'm not saying anyone is, uh, you know, immune from it, but that is pretty funny. You know what? And it was targeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, right, how about this one, Shane? Arkansas hosting Auburn. Mm-hmm. Bowl hopes on the line. Got to win out. Lost to Hugh Freeze last season, of course, with a different team with Liberty. But that was a, a stain on Sam Pittman, and that's kind of when. The negativity really started to seep in with that program, and it's clearly is, uh, you know, not that that's affecting them this year, but uh, with that skid, negativity crept right back in. But optimism is high. New play caller opened up the offense, and uh, you know, I, I thought Sam Pittman made an excellent point here that uh, tempo it's helping the line, it's helping them run the ball, and that's going to be critical against all uh, against Auburn with their. Solid deep. That's the best part of their team. So uh, let's kick it over to Sam Pittman real quick. Coach, uh, it's the the tempo and the success of that was like super evident in the fourth quarter and overtime. I think especially in overtime, all three plays were kind of rapid fire before the touchdown. What is it about 
that tempo that maybe just suits KJ so well with this offense? Well, I think first of all, and I and I and I agree with you. Uh, I think it benefits the offensive line. You know, I think that's the biggest key that um, you know people aren't necessarily getting their cleats in the ground and checking to where your back is and all this kind of stuff. <coughs> Excuse me, because they don't have as much time. Um, I think that's part of it. Uh, the plays that Kenny called were runs and runs. You know, they weren't run to pass. Now, we, we called run to pass as well. But uh, there was uh, definitely a uh, game plan of we're going to give it to Rocket or we're going to have KJ run it. That's, you know, that's what we're going to do. And uh, those are two very good options. And uh, so uh, – you know, a lot of our stuff in the past is, you know, this this season has been run to pass, uh, where your backside is locked up in man. Therefore, you have no backup as an offensive lineman on the backside of you. you don't have any backup, and it makes it a little bit more difficult. You got to be a little little stronger, a little more athletic, things of that nature. Um, so we we basically took a lot of that out of our offense, even though we did run a few plays back there, like that. How about this comment from uh, Brayden? If Danny Edos was still coaching, we'd lose this game by 20. I think he's right. You know what? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I just – I love that they did simplify the offense. Obviously, that helped out. You know, there was still some some bad drives there. But, again, at the end of the game, at the start of the game, it felt like, hey, let's, let's play to our strong suit. And that's exactly what Arkansas did. So, they can't take their foot off the gas, though. I mean, your back is against the wall. All the pressure is on Sam. It's not on Hugh Freeze right now. So you, you got the well, – they finish it out at home, right? Every game here on yep. out's at home. So mm-hmm. you got an opportunity to still make a bowl. It's slim, but you cannot lose to Auburn or you're out. Yeah, and I don't know if enough people, Shane, are talking about this Auburn defense either. So yeah. uh, maybe a, a much tougher test uh, when you're just talking about the, the unit they're going to be facing because Florida's defense was – was far from elite last week, mm-hmm. but that game was in Gainesville. This will be in Fayetteville, so maybe that helps. But uh, are we kind of sleeping, do you think, on Auburn's defense? Which is, yeah, I mean, they beat Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, obviously two awful teams, but hell yeah, winning this league is hard. And a first year coach, you, you got to hand them that. They get they got Jarquez Hunter going hard. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn on this one. How about you? Yeah, but again, they they gave Georgia a fit. You know, there's that. I think it's, I think their defense is amplified a little bit at home. You know, maybe against against road, but you know that's one of their strongest suits. I told you uh, in the last show or the show before last, I, I think that I, I feel like at the end of the season, not enough people are going to be talking about this Auburn defense, and they should because it just wasn't paired. Like if you took this Auburn defense and LSU's offense, by God, hey, look, the cat came out. <laughs> you didn't get that on that SEC podcast, huh? Look at that. But uh, that's what I'm thinking. If you took LSU's offense and Auburn's defense, by God, they'd be. Uh, you talk about the best team in the country. Yeah. All right. How about this one, Shane? Uh, Florida at LSU. Now this is. Uh, I don't want to call it a letdown or anything because it's just, it's a great series, Shane. Mm-hmm. It's all time tied up at 33 apiece. LSU has won four in a row, though. They've, in the series, they've never won five in a row. This is, this is one hell of a series, Shane, and it's it's probably going to be going away at, at least from the annual rotation here fairly soon. So we got to savor this one. Florida needs it desperately. 
to, mm-hmm. to make a bowl game. I think this is, I don't want to say winnable, or, or it is winnable, but not easily winnable. Uh, but I, I certainly think it helps with Jaden Daniels, his status unclear, and, and, and clearly if he doesn't play, my God, Shane, he's, he's first in the SEC in passing yards. He's fifth in rushing yards. Yeah. Quarterback, that's, that's incredible. But um, I don't know. I just have a feeling here, Shane, that Florida, while we're all trashing on them, we're all, oh, my God, Billy Napier, what are we doing? This is the perfect trap game for Billy to, to get him a win here. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, this is to to win the fan base back too because again there's there's a lot of people upset about last week and uh and, and rightfully so because again as as much as we we praised Arkansas in that game there was moments when when Florida could have just took it took it away and they didn't you know so how do they bounce back how do they fix those mistakes you know you're going into hostile territory here so a lot of people not expecting you to win even though they don't even know the quarterback situation but if you could come out and win on the road that's something that you know that's been kind of the knock on Billy is is these road games the only one he's got South Carolina and clearly they're not too good right yeah so but and on the flip side, though, what's your confidence that Arkansas can keep it going on the offensive? Side? Was that a, was that a maybe Florida was overlooking them, and, and maybe that was kind of a, a mirage type performance where Arkansas can't repeat that. Uh, I I don't necessarily think that, but I'm just curious what you're thinking. Well, yeah, I think at this point, man, Arkansas just needs to. I, I think they should just honestly ask KJ Jefferson what does he want to do. <laughs> I know it sounds stupid, <laughs> but like just let him pick the plays. And I'm I'm not saying that he can go out there and game plan and all that stuff, but I, I think they should simplify this playbook and say, hey man, you know. W- do you like going fast? If you do, let's do it. You know, if you think you can speed it up, don't make it too complicated here at the end. It's gonna, it's simply gonna come down to those two guys, Rocket and, and KJ, and uh, just again play into their strong suit. So I, I would expect them to be more heavily involved during the week on what they're going to be playing uh, come Saturday. Yeah, and here's Brian Kelly, heavy on his mind, Shane, avoiding that big letdown this weekend. Yeah. Coach, will be first time coaching after LSU loses to Alabama. Um, a lot of years here in the past, there's been a letdown because a lot of the goals are off the table, winning the West. How do you avoid against a letdown? What do you tell your team this week? It's the same thing about, you know, what last week was about. It wasn't an emotional week. It was a preparation week for us. So this week will be the same. We need to prepare. We need Listen, it, it goes to what I said. Like, if we want to be elite – we have to be consistent. We won 10 games last year. You need to win 10 again, and that's in front of you. So you have an opportunity to win 10 games again this season, and if you want to start closing the gap towards being elite, then back-to-back 10-win seasons starts to do that. So um, it's a challenge to our football team in terms of h- how do you want this program to, to continue to grow. It's on your shoulders, and you have an opportunity to continue to get better, uh, coaches need to get better, and players clearly need to get better. And so this is a great opportunity playing um, a really good opponent at home, um, and, and you've got a chance to, um, to move from, from being a good team uh, to being a, a, a great team. Mm. Is LSU great, Shay? I mean, you think about it. They, they do have three losses. I'm seeing that everywhere. You, you're the idiot that picked them to win it all. <laughs> And, but I, I honestly don't think they're that far off because who have they lost to? They lost to undefeated Florida State, one yeah. loss Bama, one loss Ole Miss. None of those games at home either, I should say. So yeah, 
I mean, I'm making excuses for them, but I don't think they're that far off. Do you? No, they're they're there. And and I I want to point out something here too. Something that stands out. This is this is this is showing you what's the word I'm looking for that you've been in the business a while. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? How he came out, how he's addressing the fans. I think it's I think it's perfect. Hey, we're. I, I want to be elite. We're going to be elite. You know, that's what I came down here to do. But, you know, but we're still a great team. And he's right. They're still a great team. There's a lot of teams out there in this country that, that don't have this record and really would love to. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I think that's that's pivotal because you watch some of these young coaches like like Beamer and, and Billy, you know, the way they, they – they, they're learning, you know. You could tell this guy's – you know, he's already had those growing pains. So I think he's right. I think they got a great team down there. They don't have an elite team yet. But, hell, Mike, it's year two. You know what I'm saying? Right, and heavy in the comments is fire the defensive coordinator. We're yeah. just 11 defensive players away from being elite. <laughs> <laughs> but you know how the listeners can be elite, Shane, is head on over to mybookie.ag today and put in that promo code, that SEC. They're willing to give our listeners, Shane, an exclusive $200 cash bonus today uh-huh. over at mybookie.ag today. Fade our picks. Don't fade the professor. Fade me and listen to the professor because the, the professor, yeah, he lost last week. That was a fluke, but he won the two weeks prior. That's and you right. Go, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't reveal it yet, but do you have a, a a feel for your lock this week? I'm just curious. I do, and I saw an interesting comment earlier in this feed, so I'll, I'll give you a little hint, Mike. I may make this pick without the glasses. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yeah. Okay. That's a good one. <laughs> so, don't forget the promo code, though. It's $200 for free. You know, so even if you fade me, don't fade me. You got a gut feeling about this weekend. It's free money and it helps the pod. It really does. We don't ask for too much. Uh, just jump on there, grab your wife's phone. I've done that. I've set up like 15 accounts, you know, so just keep doing it. And uh, no, I'm just kidding, my bookie. I did. I joke. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've lost in every one. So, they just keep making money. But, but anyway, no, it, it does help us out so i appreciate everybody that's already done that are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience check out twisted tea your go-to game beverage for college football fans twisted tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before it's made with real brewed tea and picks a flavorful punch five percent alcohol and no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion no need to settle for the usual twisted tea turns up any occasion especially when you're cheering on your favorite sec team twisted tea the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love of college football keep it twisted all right how about this one shane mississippi state at texas a&m man this will be tough shane yeah i I believe the over under right now i'm looking it up here i I thought i had it written down the over under shane is 43 and a half points, and and it sounds like Max Johnson is going to play. He's he's yeah. banged up. You know, there's speculation he's got a broken or cracked rib, which is incredibly Jeez. painful. Uh, there's speculation that uh, Mississippi State is going to go with true freshman quarterback Chris Parson, and if if Max Johnson can't go, they're going to have to go with Jalen Henderson. A and M is a Fresno State transfer who last year, Shane, he threw for 49 yards. <laughs> And he was fourth on the on the depth chart at Fresno. So, man, we Brad we Johnson be, ain't got any eligibility, <laughs> huh? 
He's up there in the stands. <laughs> He's going to be on camera. Don't make no mistake every time his, his son is shown. But, uh, man, we, this, in a critical game where both these coaches are, are desperate, desperate, desperate for a win, getting to their third-string quarterbacks, potentially, both of them. Yeah. Man, this is uh, – I don't know. I, this is going to be one of those games where it's like it's so it's so tough to watch, but you can't look away. That's that's the vibes I'm getting. <laughs> like driving by a car crash, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I get that exactly. Yeah. No, I think what we need to do, Mike, is come up with a drinking game for this one. You know, maybe every time you see Brad Johnson, you take a shot, or you know, maybe they talk about Jimbo's future or con- mention the word contract. Maybe we take a shot. You know, I think there needs to be some sort of drinking game to to just make it through. This. <laughs> This one, yeah. I mean, it it could be rough, but uh, I mean, I'd watch I, it if it was on a Tuesday. Right. You know, they they just move the game. Just kidding, just kidding, guys. I'm messing with you. Sorry, my drugs are kicking in. <laughs> it's, a, it's a night game, Shane. It's going to be great. It's going to be yeah. great. But how much trouble? I mean, all jokes aside, if A and M loses this damn game, they're 18 point favorite. Oh my gosh, we we gotta we gotta get rid of Jimbo immediately, right? Shit, Mike. You know, it feels like we say that every week. You know, maybe we should have a drink game when we say that because <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I, and, and and Jimbo, just as soon as he gets a little bit of cushion, he goes to Ole Miss. You know, or it's just it, it, just when it gets a little bit of of running room, he does something stupid or the team drops one. And and this one right here, there's no excuses. I don't care if you don't even have a quarterback. The way Mississippi State's playing right now, there's no reason that you can't beat this team. Just turn around, run. Wide wildcat and just just put it to them but again if we get to the end of this thing and and mississippi state pulls off a huge upset just like they did with arkansas because say what you want arkansas was an upset if we have another one of those you know i think that'd be a huge feather in our nets cap but again i think he fired jimbo immediately yeah well last one we got shane vanderbilt at south carolina and yeah boy shane beamer is not backing off it's a hell of a win here Interesting comments. Uh, this, this is a, like a five-minute clip. I don't know if I'm going to play the whole thing because he just kind of repeats himself over and over. But he is he is heated, Shane. He is he is. I like it. it. I let's like kick, it. Let's kick it over to him. Always going to celebrate wins here, guys. And we put a lot of work into Saturdays, and we only get 12 of them. And some of them are really big and convincing, and we play great. And some of them are ugly as heck, and we don't play great. But at the end of the day, we won the football game. And then we are going to celebrate that, which is what we did. And it is still okay to be happy and celebrate a win, but be disappointed in how you played and be critical of how we played. I walked out of that press conference with you guys on Saturday afternoon, and I hadn't been three feet in the hallway, and I'm catching heck from my own family about the fake punt and how dumb they thought that was. So it's okay to be critical. Uh, And that's the point that I was trying to make, but I don't think it's okay to be unhappy and miserable after a win. Players or coaches or fans, uh, we have the greatest fans in America. And if they walked out of that stadium on Saturday uh, critical of me, that's okay. I deserved it. Disappointed in how we played and didn't look great? Absolutely. They're exactly right. But I would hope that if you're a Gamecock fan, that you didn't walk out of that stadium miserable and unhappy because we won the football game. And that was the point that I was trying to make. We get seven Saturdays. I think we had seven home games this year, right? Yeah, seven home games. That's it. 
So Gamecock Nation, um, you get to come together in Columbia, South Carolina, seven Saturdays a year, family, friends, everybody together. It was a beautiful Saturday in Columbia, South Carolina, an awesome day in Williams-Brice Stadium for Gamecock Nation to come together. And don't take that for granted. And when you got back in your car and I, and I drove home, it's okay to be disappointed in the way that we performed and coached because I was when I drove four and a half miles from the stadium to my house. Or somebody drove back home to Rock Hill or Greenwood or Spartanburg or Greenville or Charleston or Myrtle Beach or Augusta or Aiken, wherever they came from, and be disappointed in the product in the, on the field. We deserve that because it was not good enough, and we came in here on Sunday as a team. And we're very clear about that. Me to the coaches. All right, he went on for about another 15 yeah. minutes there. Say, same old, same old. He did shout out all the towns and everything, yeah. so give him credit for that. But. <laughs> There's a recruit in every one of those, so it's well played. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I'm with him. I'm with him, and I'm glad he said this. You know, yeah. again, this is this is what I talked about earlier about two different coaches. You, you know, there's young coaches, there's these older guys that's been around the block, knows how to handle media, knows how to handle fan bases. You know, he came out, he was emotional after that game. You know, we saw this a little bit with Drink. You remember when he was yelling at, talking about booing his quarterback and stuff like that. Sometimes you get a little too emotional, and you say you say what's on your mind. But now he's just kind of double back and clearing it and i get it because we've all had that boss that you do a good job but it wasn't good enough you know maybe you got a parent like as like it's just you do something it's just not good enough you know i i I totally understand that a win is a win and you can be upset with a win but ultimately if you're upset every saturday my argument was seven saturdays there in columbia we didn't walk away with seven victories which Everybody is what they're expecting. So when we get a Jackson State, you know, we're expecting an ass beating. And when we don't get that, naturally there's going to be a little bit of a letdown. So I get both sides here. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not, I just, I don't think uh, preaching to people when you're having your worst year and you're barely beating yeah. Jacksonville State, not the best look. But right. I, I do, you know, I, I know people find him annoying. I, I, I like the emotion, but. Yeah. Maybe save the emotion for your players. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know why you need it in the press conference, but that, no. that's kind of my deal. This ain't a Hallmark movie. You know, it's the, <laughs> it's the SEC, Mike. <laughs> All right. So, hey, we're going to keep this a little short. Anything uh, else? I, I know you're you're not you're under the weather here. Anything else before we uh, log off? No, man. Again, looking at all these games, even this one right here, uh, you, you see a little chirping. It's all the shit talking online. I absolutely love it. This is going to be a wild, wild weekend, Mike. And this is ultimately the the end. This decides a lot of stuff. You know, Georgia can clinch. You know, uh, uh, Alabama can clinch. You know, there's yep. there's a lot of those that are going to happen here, and, and and we're going to see. I don't want to call it separate. I'm trying to use every word, but separation now. But <laughs> you know, it is going to be a pivot. Pivotal, pivotal weekend, and I think we're going to have some great football, man. Yeah, and, and like you you said, two top 20 showdowns. Yeah. Three ranked teams on the road, Alabama, Tennessee, and Ole Miss. So we all, you know, it's cliche, but it's true. Winning on the road is incredibly difficult. So I, I'm not saying, that, well, hell, uh, you know, two of these probably will. We're not probably, but somebody has to lose. And then Alabama going on the road, always dangerous. They're they don't play as well on the road. So yeah. I'm just saying, we call for that emergency podcast. It may be coming this weekend. Uh, hey, what was uh, what was those ranks one more time? Do you got them? Uh, for uh, the playoff? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one final time here. Georgia remains at number two. Uh, Bama's number eight. Hmm. No, no movement with those. 
Ole Miss number nine. They jumped up a spot after uh, beating AM. Tennessee's 13. They jumped up four spots. Man, they loved that win over UConn. Let me tell you. It was Nico. It was. A, <laughs> it was. It it was, was. A look at Nico. Uh, Mizzou, 14. They, they uh-huh. fell two spots for some damn reason. And then LSU, number 19. They dropped five okay. spots after losing to Alabama. All right, man. We're getting there. We're getting close. Yeah. So this stuff's about to finalize. So, hey, man, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully I'll sound a little bit better tomorrow. So I apologize uh, for the remote location here, the cat distraction, and me blowing my nose in between breaks. But, hey, I look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. All right, brother. I appreciate it. All right. See you guys. Go balls. Hey, buddy. This beer's for you, Mike, and Cousin Shane. That SEC podcast loves the pirate, and the pirate loves the that SEC podcast, Hail State.